Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord each and every one. I bless God for each and every one of you joining us this evening. We are excited as we enter in to the second night of our end of the year Holy Ghost revival. God is just so awesome on what it is he has done and what it is that he is going to do. I just bless and praise God. I bless and praise his holy name. We are just looking for a move of God this evening. We have coming to you this evening Elder David Hudson. He is not um, a stranger here at Purpose Kingdom Network. He has been here with us before. We bless God for the anointing that is on his life and for the word that is going to come forth from him this evening. So before we go any further, we want you to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the revival has begun. And the theme for this year is stretching your faith. Hallelujah, God. And I'm going to be reading our theme scripture. Our our theme scripture comes from Proverbs chapter 3. And we are going to be reading verses 5 and 6, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And I am reading from the King James Version. And it reads, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Amen, and we know that the word of the Lord is already blessed. Amen, amen, and amen. We are going to be ministered to through song by Sister Adrian Allen, and then the very next voice you will hear will be that no other than Elder David Hudson. Amen. Bless God. Sister Adrian. We've come this far by faith and we're leaning leaning on the Lord and we're trusting trusting in his holy word oh he's never he's never failed me yet I'm singing oh 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 can't turn around. We come this far by faith. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust. In the Lord till I die, I I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the 
Lord, I will trust in the Lord until I die. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you for that selection. Thank you for truly um, an honor just to be back here uh, on the network again. I'd like to give praises to God, who was uh, first in my life. I thank him for uh, saving me and just coming into my life and just uh, not making me a statistic, you know, um, just from where I came from, um, just out of coming out of nothing. And just I just thank God for just him um, just seeing about me. Um, I'm not one to just prolong. I'm not going to prolong the word anymore. I'm somebody who I, I just get down to. Uh, to the word, so I'm gonna get into the word. I'm not gonna be before you long, uh, but I have a word. So, um, to turn to Deuteronomy, the second chapter. Deuteronomy, the second chapter, one, two, three, one, two, and three. Um, and it reads, "Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spake unto me." We compassed Mount Seir many days, and the Lord spake unto me, saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. So that is the title of my message. You have circled this mountain long enough. Um, And the book of Deuteronomy opens up uh, with the people of God wandering for about 38 years in the wilderness. On on many occasions, their faith was tested. On many occasions, they failed the test. Um, they struggled at times to be faithful. They struggled at times to be obedient. But in spite of all their situations and all their problems, God still met their needs. God had delivered them out of Egypt, and he had delivered them out of the wilderness where they were facing uh, a lot of dangers. Uh, they were people who had become... Uh, content with their environment, they had become comfortable with their living arrangements, uh, laying their heads on properties that they did not own. Uh, and the worst place, I'm gonna say this: I don't know who I'm talking. About. The worst place, place you can be. God told me to tell you something. The worst place you can be in your life is living in a life of of contentment. That's the worst place you can be because because contentment can shift you from routine to a rut. Now, there's nothing wrong uh, with routine, or routine can be used in a proper way. You know, it can be effective. But routine, you know, me doing daily exercises or eating the right foods uh, can be an effective routine. But, you know, going to bed at a certain time at night and getting up uh, with a certain time can be refreshing for a daily routine. There's nothing wrong with a routine that is good uh, from a healthy uh, perspective. But sometimes if you don't watch if you don't watch it, your routine can turn into a rut. And, and a rut is when you refuse to move forward. Uh, in a rut, uh, you have no vision. Uh, you have nothing to look forward to. Uh, you find yourself in a rut when that happens. As a matter of fact, uh, the definition of a rut is an uninspired pattern of behavior that one continues because change is difficult. Uh, when we enter into a rut, future seems uncertain. Why? Because we lose hope. 
our trust in God becomes, you know, a distant memory. The last place you want to find yourself is in a rut. Uh, because in a rut, you're no longer prospering. In, in a rut, you're no longer seeing uh, the blessings of God. In a rut, you no longer have testimonies. In a rut, you no longer uh, have advancement. You have you don't move forward in movement. You're not moving uh, toward. You're actually falling backwards. Uh, like I said, the last place you want to be uh, in your life is, is in a rut. We, we can look at the, uh, the Word of God in Deuteronomy 2 and 1, and it says, And we turn. And we took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spake unto me. And we compassed Mount Seir many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, You have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn northward. So what we have here is when the people of God uh, remain in the same place for a period of time, it weakens their faith. They begin to lose vision. Uh, they accept what life presents to them. Uh, the fight for more no longer resides in their spirit. People of God remain in the same place for a period of time. Complacency sets them. Complacency removes the edgeness, um, that, that hunger that is needed to succeed in life. Uh, when the people of God stay in the same place for a period of time, God is no longer needed for them to function during the day. You got to get this because God is no longer needed in my life when I'm in a rut and you have been in the same place for a long time. Here it is that I start to become familiar with my surroundings. I get accustomed to my, my daily routine. I get familiar with uh, the people around me and the things around me and the events around me. We start to know everything around us. We, we know what to expect. There's no anticipation when you get in a rut. And what happens is that you quit dreaming. We quit having visions. You stop believing that things are possible. Uh, you lose hope and faith in God. Like I said, the worst place you can be in is, is when a rut happens because there is no fear. You have no fear. You have been there. You have done that. And nothing in your life is, is, is there to look forward to. The danger in all of this, God is no longer driving your purpose. The danger in all of this is that you are no longer putting God first in your life. How do I know that this is a danger? <laughs> because what happens is that we lose our realness in church. We become copycats of one another. Our praise, our praise is not for real. It's copied by somebody else's praise. Our worship is not authentic. We look at somebody else's worship and how they worship. Our, our prayer is not even a real prayer to God. We speak like somebody else when, when we get ourselves into a rut is when you find yourself coming to church just because it's Sunday and not because God has been good to you. Then you will find yourself doing the same thing all the time. But God says, when you love me, uh, you, he ought to be your daily bread to you because he feeds you daily. You ought to be, he ought to be fresh due in the morning. Every day you should wake up. And you ought to be, it ought to be a day of thanksgiving. It ought to be a day of thanksgiving. Why? Because every day, bless you, and, and for, for with new mercies, every day you, you should be able to, to just look back in your life and see how God has been so good to you. You can't just come to church just as status quo or come to church just to be there. Every time you come to church, you should, it should be like the first time you came into the house of the Lord. You ought to thank God for, for all that he has done. 
when you are living daily life too, God, you should you should have a daily excitement because you're not stale, you're not you're not stuck up, you're not folding your arms saying, you know, I don't need God. You should be at a point where you can't wait to tell somebody, anybody about the God I serve is just truly amazing. You ought to give you you ought to give God praise just for that. And like I said, and when when you get into a rut, it, it, it changes things. You you don't you don't want to pray, uh, you don't want to praise, you don't want to worship. You get to that place in your life when 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 you're at church, but but church is no longer in you. You have God in your life, but but God is not in you. So you come to church because uh, this is where you're supposed to be on Sunday. But God does not want you just to be to come to church just because this is where uh, He wants you to come excited about the kingdom, excited about your future, excited about the blessings that are coming your way. We we ought to be excited about God. God told me to tell you that he, he never, never intended you to keep circling that mountain in your life. He said, he said, you've been circling that mountain, and God said, it's time for you to move forward. You have been expecting some stuff, and God said that it's time for you to move forward. God never meant for you to stay in the same place, for you to be having uh, just the same stagnant place, the place that you have been at and you just can't get out. God said it's time for you to break the holding pattern. It's time that you have stopped circling that mountain. He said you have circling, you have circled that mountain long enough. It's time to quit just having, you know, that 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 pity party, that woe is me, that 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 life hit me. Life hits everybody. So the thing is, what you going to do about it? You need to you need to get 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 up, stop circling that mountain. And, and and go after everything that God has for you. That mountain, that mountain has got you looking weak. That mountain has got you looking old and feeble. That 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 mountain has got you uh, looking broke down. If if you you have to stop circling that mountain, and you will see better results in your life. You have circled that mountain so many times, and your assignment is not to circle that mountain. Your assignment is to divide and conquer. Your assignment is to trust God every step of the way. God said that they were circling that mountain for, for about 38 years, and they were circling the same mountain for 38 years. That's a long time. So let me let, let me turn to that in, in Deuteronomy. It says they were, they were. It said it was 11 days' journey from from Horeb for the way of, of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barney, and they were circling the same mountain for 38 years. And check this out: they were only 11 days away from a breakthrough. You can look at the word. It said, it said they were only ele- it was only eleven days journey by the way of Mount Seir to to Kadesh Barney. Eleven days from your breakthrough, but you keep circling the same place. You keep circling and doing the same thing, uh, talking to the same people, eating the same kind of food. Uh, you know, living in the same house, getting the same stuff, getting the same result, driving the same car getting the same government to take care of you. For for 38 years, they were circling and getting the same results. And God told Moses, he said, I'm sick and tired of them wanting to stay where they are. God said, I'm looking for some people that know that best days are ahead of them. And if that's who you are, you should be able to give God praise for that. And, and I want you to understand that the number 11, they said they was 11 days away. When I, I had to look up the, the, the 11, because anytime God gives you a number in, in scripture, you should look it up to see what that means. And I looked up the word, the, the number 11, and 
And man, why eleven days? They they marched around Mount Seir for thirty eight years, but they were only eleven days away. So when I looked up uh, the number eleven in the Bible, this the Bible, this is what it said. Uh, it meant uh, the number eleven meant chaos, disorder, and judgment. The number eleven meant chaos, disorder, and judgment. In other words, uh, when you are out of the will of God, you will find yourself in chaos, disorder, and judgment. Um, when God's not first in your life, you will find yourself in chaos, disorder, and judgment. When God is not first and you put him behind you, you will find stuff that, that hits you in life that, that didn't have to hit you in life. They were they were walking around for 38 years around that mountain, and it was only 11 days away from a miracle to live the life that God has promised them 11 days away. And this is... The tragedy of unbelief This is the tragedy of unbelief Because it's it's a waste of time It's a waste of energy It, it wastes manpower it, it, And in a sort of way it robs God The glory to his name Because he, he, he wanted to bless you But now he got to bless somebody else Because of your faith uh, is lacking and, and you keep circling the place Where he told you to move uh, So so somebody has been stuck In, in that, that holding pattern Somebody has been stuck in that holding pattern Delaying uh, delaying their healing, uh, uh, delaying their finances, delaying their miracles, uh, just delaying all the blessings that God has for them. Somebody's life has been going literally around in circles. Uh, your career has been in, in a holding pattern. Your, your your marriage has been in a holding pattern. Your academic performance has been caught in a holding pattern. And, and I'm here to tell you that it's time to break that holding pattern. It's time that mountain, you, you have circled that mountain long, long enough. And and a lot of times we find ourselves uh, using God's blessing. We use God's blessing, uh, what God blesses us with, and, and, and we hide from God. We use what God gave us, and, and we hide from God. And and, and Genesis, and Genesis, you'll find out where Adam was at. Adam, uh, when he was walking in the garden after they they bit the um, after they, they bit the the fruit. And God came back in the garden. He asked Adam, where are you? He asked him where he was at, and, and he was high from God. He was high from God. He actually used, now, the garden was Adam's, was was, was God, God gave Adam that, that was his house. So he used what God gave him, the leaves, to cover himself up, to try to hide from God. And I said that because that's what we do. We do, we do that actually. And church, we have so many blessings that God has blessed, blessed us with. We have so many gifts, and, and we sit in the house of God, and we try to hide from God in church and not even use these gifts. For example, we have, in our, in our kitchen, we have different uh, different things that work. You know, you have the refrigerator that, that refrigerates. You have the toaster that, that, that toasts things. You know, you have the microwave that microwave different things, and, and they, they, they are used for their functions. But but what we have here is people that have have used have gotten the gift of God, and what they do is they they unplug themselves so so they don't don't function anymore. And and we're we're not to be sitting there as that old television back in the day. We used to have the old television that didn't work and the television that sit on top. You are not to be that television that's just sitting there underneath the television that doesn't work. You are supposed to be functioning. So that means somewhere in your life you you are unplugged. And and anything that is unplugged is dead. It doesn't function anymore. So so in order to do that, 
You have to stop circling a mountain and you have to plug yourself back up into life. You have to plug yourself back up into that energy source, that that which is Jesus Christ. You have to plug yourself back up into the word of God. You have to plug yourself back up into the things that will provide the energy source to you. And God said you need to stop circling that mountain. Stop doing the same thing and getting the same results, the same thing, the same thing. God said he wants you to stop circling that mountain and move northward, move forward. Stop circling that mountain. It's gotten you. It's got you all beat up and tore up, and 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 wandering, and 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 you're wasting time. You're wasting time circling that mountain, and then waste your time. And that's what. That's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. Waste time. And once we waste time, he he he's able to to try to shift into us and and try to steal our identity. And once he steals our identity in in, in Christ, then he can steer us toward any any type of direction that he wants us to do. But but God said he wants us to use that faith and, and, and break that holding pattern and, and, and go northward and stop circling that mountain. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to do the, do the altar call right now. So, so if you, at this time, if you need to stop circling that mountain, if you just need to stop circling that mountain, just 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 acknowledge you. Like I said, you need to plug yourself into that source. That source is is Jesus Christ. You need to just acknowledge, you know that that Jesus is Lord. You need to confess with your mouth that that Jesus is Lord. You need to believe, you know that that He died for your sins and that He was raised up, you know, three days later. That that you need to confess with your heart that you are a sinner, uh, and that that will start the process of of you just giving your life. Uh, uh, to God, and then you can repent of your sins, and then uh, you, if you find any uh, find a local church, get baptized in the, in the name of Jesus. Those those will be the steps. And let me tell you, repenting repenting is turning away. Repenting is turning away from sins. Repent repent is is not going back to where you come from. You know, in Romans, it's talking about being a new creation and a new creature. You know, in God. You know, being baptized into the into the death of Him. Spiritually and raising up a new man And raising up into the newness of life So you can you can have that newness too You can break that holding pattern You can stop circling that mountain In Jesus name, amen I'm going to turn it back over to <laughs> Pastor Praise the Lord, praise the Lord Hallelujah I don't know about you, but it is time to stop circling that mountain in Jesus' name. I don't know what your mountain may be. I don't know what you might be going through in your life, but children of God, God has said it is time to stop circling the mountain at our breakthrough is at hand. Hallelujah, God. I'm just excited about what God is doing in this revival this year with stretching your faith because it takes faith to stop circling that mountain. It takes faith to say, you know what, I'm going to stretch out and keep going in the direction that God is telling me to go. He said, I've been circling it long enough, so now it's time for me to turn and go north. It's time for me to walk into my promise. Hallelujah. 
somebody out there this evening I know God has led into their promise just this evening. They have decided in their mind they are going to continue to stretch their faith and obtain their promise. We want you to join us tomorrow evening as we go into the third night of our end-of-the-year Holy Ghost-filled revival. Hallelujah. We are blessing God for it. We have coming to us tomorrow evening Reverend Dr. Eileen Maddox. She will be bringing the word to us tomorrow at 9 p.m. right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. They do not want to miss this move of God. We will be going before the Lord all week long, going into the new year. Amen. Coming Friday evening, we have Shepherdess Haskell coming. Coming Saturday, we have Reverend Williams. Coming Sunday, we have uh, Bishop Jackson coming on uh, Monday evening on the 31st at 11 p.m. We have our very own evangelist, Trina Lindsay Hairston. She will be leading us into the new year at the throne of the Lord in prayer. We just bless God for what he's doing. Hallelujah. And we encourage you to join in with us. Elder, wonderful word this evening. I bless God for you. The ministry is back into your hands for you to close us out, however you and the Lord see fit. Amen. 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 Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to end on a word of prayer. Um, um, Father, I say thank you, Lord God. Father, I thank you just for, for just each and everything, God. God, I'm just so grateful. I'm I'm always grateful, but I'm just I'm just eternally grateful just for you just being able to just look down on on the on the people of God and just being able to just bless us individually um just all what we need all what we need uh as we serve a big God that's just able to just personalize our blessings for us and personalize what we need and and that's what you have to understand that God will come and see about you if you just step out um, on faith, if you just just take that extra step, God will just meet you there. He's already there with His arms wide open, just waiting for you. So, so Father, I just thank you just for being uh, a already ready God, a, a, a God that's just ready to just do all, and a God that's just awesome. And, and Father, I just thank you, um, just for each and everything. Bless Lord God like never before, Lord God. This this, this network, this station, Lord God. Bless the Lord God as it touches. Um, the hearts and minds of each and every one, Lord God. Bless everyone that's behind the scenes, um, doing the behind the scenes work and just doing even the upfront work, God. Bless like never before in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose. Pros in the know start with Lowe's because Lowe's has the fixtures and the savings to get the job done right. Working on a big bath project? Now you can get up to 35% off select bath faucets. And you can even save up to 20% on select toilets. 
Plus, order what you need online and pick it up in-store. See Lowe'sForPros.com for details. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 3-1 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. U.S. only.